Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Please check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the new Substack-based mail-out that gets our most recent products in your inbox when they happen. It's going to become increasingly more important as we get closer to the midterms and to the 2024 general election. Here's this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder as broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder here, and uh, always a pleasure to invite Frank Savato to this radio program. Uh, he and I go back a long ways. He is the host of the Underground USA podcast, and he can be heard twice uh, weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, which is syndicated nationally on the Salem and Genesis Communication affiliate stations. What's that website? It's undergroundusa.com. Thank you. Am I talking to myself, Frank? Yes, I am. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm just uh, just reeling in the afterglow of an Easter Sunday. Yes, and uh, and you wrote an excellent report on that, and I happened to see it, uh, I guess, uh, late last night before my computer problems hit. And, you know, normally you put out a, a, a weekend summary of what's going on, but uh, I didn't catch that because of computer problems or whatever, but I just didn't see it. And maybe it was because it was a holiday. You didn't even put it up there. But I did have the one you put out called Today's Headlines, and we can talk about that one if it's okay for you. You bet. All right. Unless you want to talk about uh, what's the best joke you've heard recently. <laughs> <No? laughs> well, that's, that's, that's residing in the White House. So Yeah, there you go. That was it. Oh, how could you top that one, right? Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a mic drop right there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the Easter roll egg, right? I say, yeah, the egg is already there, you know. Yeah. This, might, this might be the first time we've had, uh, instead of saying rotten egg, which I just did, I'll just say the spoiled egg uh, in the White House, so. That's, well, I, I think that's we, I, I think you get the spoiled egg in Joe Biden, and you got the cracked egg in Joe Biden. So, <clears throat> ah, cracked, and boy, that's a double meaning there. What's that called? Uh, a double entendre. Entendre, right yes. See, I thought entendre was the thing you went under the mountain in when you were driving a car. And then I found hey. out I spelled it wrong. Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at some of these headlines you came up. Were you getting ready to say something? Go ahead. 
No, no. Oh, okay. I, I was stuck in the tunnel. Uh, stuck in the tunnel. Uh, let's see here. Fed secret repo loans to the mega banks in 2020 eclipsed the two, 2008 bailouts. $48 trillion in stealth funding was issued. Uh, tell the listener, what is stealth funding? Is that like top secret stuff? No, this is the stuff that goes underneath the radar because the media doesn't report on it, and we haven't been educated on the fact about what the what the Federal Reserve does. Uh, the Federal Reserve is is our federal banking system, but it is detached from the government, even though it's not. Sounds confusing. It was yeah. meant to be that way. You know, they are the the governing board for all of the banks. It was created because uh, to. Stop runs on banks back in the back in the days coming out of the Wilson administration. They would pool resources and have a quote unquote federal reserve. But these boards have, have clawed more power to themselves, and now they take these uh, our federal reserve dollars and they grant them to people. They they print money and they give money away. So, in the aftermath of the two thousand eight crisis, when when uh, the federal government had irresponsibly just given money to aid in the collapse of the real estate market here in the United States, which caused a lot of people to lose so much money that they had invested in in the banks. Uh, the Federal Reserve bailed out the banks to trillions of dollars. Well, they've been doing this ever since. And as we got into covid when when things got even worse, they just kept doing this, printing money and bailing out banks that were putting in applications for it. So, you know, when you start tallying things up, you realize that what we did in 2008 is nothing compared to what we did in 2020. Mainstream media is not going to report on it. You know, anything this administration does or anything, I think the Federal Reserve gets to be above their knowledge level, and that's why they can't report on it, but to just puke the, well, the Federal Reserve raised the interest rates today, (laughs) you know. Yeah, there you go. Live with it, yes. Hey, here's our break. We're going to take a break. Be back with the one and only Frank Savato, executive partner at Compass Point Group and host of Underground USA Podcasts, the website Underground USA. UndergroundUSA.com. We'll be right back. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with my guest Frank Zavato, executive partner, Compass Point. And uh, like I say, you can hear him uh, twice weekly, Captain's America's Third Watch. Interesting uh, headlines here, and, and whenever you, you look at the words, right? Uh, Cinema kills Biden's unrealized gains tax scheme. Uh, are you telling me that uh, that he had a scheme that he was trying to get away with? 
Well, we we actually talked about this, I believe, the last time we talked. He uh-huh. was he wanted to tax. This was his billionaire's tax, uh-huh. <laughs> and he wanted to pass it. You know, because it sounds so good to tax the rich, and and then you know yeah. everybody's got everything that they want. Well, he wanted to include an unrealized gains tax, which means that every year you would get your whatever you had invested, even if it was like your property, your home, you own it. You own the property, you own the home. But they were going to say, well, you know, if you sold it today, the unrealized gain that you would get on that uh, from last year would be this much, so that we're going to tax that at 20%. I, it was such a ridiculous idea that, you know, I'm not selling my car, but your car elevated in value, so we're going to tax you on it if you make over a certain amount. Okay. So, there's so you know, cinema in, in, cinema in uh, Arizona is a guy who usually votes red. Uh, I got to say I appreciate her the last mm-hmm. few years. Uh, she, she came out and said, that's not going to fly for, for us in Arizona, so I can't vote for it. And because there's a 50-50 split, that essentially kills the bill. Okay, now here's one I've been waiting to talk to you about. Uh, Biden opens federal land to drilling as gasoline prices soar. Now this sounds pretty good, but uh, and I know, boy, there's a lot of federal land in the United States. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, Frank, whenever I looked on a map and all the land that was owned by the government, and I said, oh, my goodness, my goodness. So here's here's the thing, and excuse me because I was raised in the area, but let's take the Permian Basin, okay? That's the, the one of the biggies out there in Texas and New Mexico. Uh, and I'm thinking that's not really federal land, is it? But that's where the most of the drilling was taking place. Yeah, there's a, there's two aspects of this story that yeah. that make that headline deceiving. Okay. One is that most of the drilling that we do is not on federal land. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, but you still have to jump through the EPA impact studies in order to be able to drill. So the government still's got you by the short hairs. Um, the federal land opening, he's opening eighty percent of the federal land. That's fantastic. It sounds like such a great thing. Yeah. But you still have to go through the EPA environmental impact studies, which means they could slow walk a lease application until he's out of office. So this this declaration by Mr. Biden about, well, we're gonna we're gonna alleviate gas prices because we're gonna open up drilling at federal land, it means nothing. If he was serious about actually affecting the gas crunch uh, if for the long term. We would revert back to the energy policies we'd had under Donald Trump, but we would also sanction the building of more refineries in the United States. Because without building additional refineries, we're operating at, at maximum already. We we can't we can't process more gasoline, more fuel if we don't have more refineries, and we haven't built a refinery, a refinery I believe, in almost thirty-five years. Yeah, and some people, you know, they get this impression whenever they hear the the word federal land, you know, they're thinking like, oh, you mean like Yosemite National Park, you know, Big Bend, uh, things like that, right? And you know they're not going to start putting up oil rigs in the middle of Yosemite. Uh, So it's it's sort of like uh, it sounds good, but it isn't as good as it sounds. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if anybody wants to see how that's speckled out across the United States, you can 
you could do a search on the internet and ask, you know, federal lands map, and oh, yeah. it'll pop up, <laughs> and you'll see. You know, you the one place they won't let you drill is where we've got the where we've got all the oil. It's up in Anwar. So they, they'll never let you drill there again, but they're going to open up 80% of the land. I mean, looking at that map, you see how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, but just looking at all the land they own kind of seems ridiculous, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah. I get that we want to we want to preserve federal, you know, the Grand Canyon, yep, Yosemite, sure. Uh, yeah. Redwoods, absolutely. I mean, there there are things that are beautiful in this country that need to be preserved. But when you look at this, when you look at the federal land map, it looks a little absurd. I'll tell you an interesting thing. Like if you go to, let's say, uh, uh, the Colorado River, and you and you live in Los Angeles, okay, and you go there, and you know there's some casinos and good things like that out there. <laughs> That's the main reason people go, uh, unless they have a boat. But when you drive back on both sides of Interstate uh, 40, I think it is, you see on the barbed wire fences on the side of the road, and you'll see it says uh, federal land, federal land, you know, uh, stay out or whatever, federal land, federal land. And I'm thinking, boy, that sure is a lot of land, but they're not going to do any drilling out there for some reason. And number one, that's also where the earthquake uh, fault runs. So maybe maybe that's why it's uh, federal land in case uh, the earthquake all of a sudden starts pouring out gold, you know, and there you go. And that yeah. would go back yeah. to the, the first, uh, you know, what was it, story we talked about, wasn't it? Yeah, about the money? Yes, I think so. Mega yeah. banks. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when, you do, when, you, yeah. when you when you hear that, that headline, when you hear ever hear uh, uh, the Biden administration talk about, or any administration for that, talk mm-hmm. about we're going to, we're going to drill on federal land. That's it's a nice declaration, but the EPA is never going to let it happen. So let's see which one I want to go to here. Uh, let's see. New York Lieutenant Governor resigns following arrest on bribery charges. I think a lot of people have heard about that one. Shame on him. And uh, he should he didn't have to resign more than likely. Right. Because <laughs> they don't do anything to anybody. It, it Democrat run states if to get indicted or, or on bribery charges is almost yeah. like a badge of honor. Yeah, really. You know, you're doing it right. Keep going. You know, yeah. Tammany Hall, Chicago. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Uh, but he he did resign, so at least he's got that going for him. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you on this next one here, and uh, let me remind you: this is the one and only Frank Savato. And boy, whenever he puts out these headlines, he and I can talk about him forever. <laughs> Number one is because his IQ is. It's just, he has to wear a tall hat. You know what I mean? Well, I won't get into that because he doesn't like to brag about it. But anyway. Okay. Here's, here's my stupidity. Are you ready? So, headline, RNC withdraws from the Presidential Debate Commission. And, you know, the average person, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop, drop down here. The average person would read that the Republican National Committee is withdrawing from the Presidential Debate Commission. And they'd say, oh, no, wait a minute, you mean Trump won't be uh, uh, debating uh, Kamala Harris for president? Well, that's that's not necessarily the truth. They will engage in debates in one form or another. But they're just they not. Yeah. They're yeah. withdrawing from the commission that that is that is sanctioning debates, saying that they don't set that they don't set the current debate system up fairly on, on level ah, ground. There you go. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. um, no, you know, quite quite honestly, I've got to question the whole thing. I've learned nothing from a debate besides besides gotcha quotes for the last 25, 30 years. And also they, they, how they can stack the deck with whoever the moderator is. Yeah, I yeah. would I would much rather see someone introduce the two candidates or as many candidates as there are and say today the topic is the economy and everybody's going to present their platform and then they're going to have a discussion about why their platform is better on the merits. I'd rather spend an hour doing that than than talking about well, you're not really an Indian, and but you you own a casino, and I don't care about that. I care about what their policies are going yeah. to mean to me, my family, my friends, and my community. So, with the with the format that they have today on the debates, it's not even an interesting reality show. If you want to give the people something they can glean information from, let the two people talk about their policies and why it's going to be better on an intellectual platform that's a little bit elevated from from the reality show TV that's the current format. Maybe people would tune in to find out which person is better. But I can't say that the two political parties really want that to happen because we'll figure out that we're running idiots. <laughs> And and sometimes they get elected, yes. And you can really tell it on the uh, on the whatever it's called there. The uh, gosh, I hate it when I get these lapses here. It's the uh, State of the Union address. Yes, yeah. that's uh, that's kind of like uh, like the final exam. You know, whenever you're in school. Well, this is the one you got to pass. Okay. Well, if you if you say everything on both sides of the mouth, maybe you're taking a you know. A risk that it's going to work out because I think that's what uh, Mr. Biden did last time. Kind of, I think when you look look at the State of the Union address, the scorecard to keep is okay, these are the things that they said that we're going to do for the next year. And then at the next State of the Union address, we should be looking at did they achieve them or was it all rhetoric? Yeah. Well, and, and according to Biden in his speech, it was sort of like, yes. We did that. We're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to defund the police. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not going to defund the police. So anyway, here's one that uh, I'm sure everybody would like to know. January 6th defendant arrested with warrant that had no focus. So does that mean he's not going to be tortured like the rest of them are? Well, he, he was he was detained. You know, he, he was he's incarcerated. Uh, this was somebody who the FBI was was approaching to be an informant. They wanted to embed him into any activity that would have happened on, on what has become January 6th. They courted him twice, as a matter of fact, and both times he told them to go pound sand. Well, after January 6th, because they had been in contact with him and, and they knew his mindset, they executed a warrant on his house. <laughs> arresting him, and when he said, what's the warrant for? What are you searching for? The quote from the federal agent was, we don't know what we're searching for yet. Yeah, when we find it, we'll tell you. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's astounding. Yeah. Because it is a blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Fourth Amendment search, uh, the, the clause search about searching in, in the Fourth Amendment ha- has to do with specific, you have to have reasonable a reason to search. Yeah. And I think they add the word seizure on that, too, don't they, on the Fourth Amendment? Seats, seats? Absolutely. Yes. Search and seizure, yeah. 
uh, well, you know, and they, and they have these people that claim they were agents and said, yeah, come on in. You know, that broke out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, the guy told me, you know, yeah, you can come on in. I'm, you know, and he was a federal agent or something. I think maybe oh. they just got their little stick-on badges or something. That was that was a person, and, and quite honestly, the jury's out on that because the, the Capitol Police, and there are video of Capitol Police waving people through. And, and you know, yeah. it's, if, if, in fact, those were people who weren't Capitol Hill police officers, that's a felony. You can't impersonate a police officer. That's, that's, a, that's a crime. But no one's been charged on that. And the people that they've identified in all the videos were Capitol Police officers. So you've already seen one acquittal on this all the way around when someone said, I, you know, I was there, but I was invited in. person yeah, waved me yeah. through. You know, so if when we start to get into these to these trials, if the people were paying attention, we'd realize no one was tried on insurrection charges, no one was tried on trying to overthrow the government, no one was tried on treason. It was all about trespass and disrupting a disrupting a governmental uh, governmental meeting, all yeah. very minor crimes. And, and yeah. when you look at these videos about being invited in, it's suspect. So all the way around, and the fact that they could get a a legitimate, sanctioned House committee to actually look into this, because the committee, the January 6th committee, is a unilateral creation of Nancy Pelosi. It's not sanctioned by the House. It's it's at the discretion of the Speaker. You know, this is all for politics because they haven't done anything. Since they've been in the office, their agenda yeah. is too far to the left, and they need to be able to run on something. So insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Mm-hmm. Trespassing, trespassing. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. You should be yeah. ashamed of yourself. And I, boy, it just ticks me off whenever they compare it to 9-11, the landing no. of Normandy, yeah. Pearl Harbor. You know, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, they ought to be locked up for being insane, for using those as comparable, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Jan- Jan- January 6th was the result of a disease, okay? If if people weren't mm-hmm. so angry about what took place during the elections at the hands of politicians, it never would have happened. So the problem is what the politicians did. The reaction is what the people did. And, and if they don't want to see these types of things happen again and again and again and again, then they better get a hold of the electoral process. Because what happened last time in many of the states is questionable. Uh, a lot of the adjudication we've seen after the fact has proved that the complaints were warranted about what happened in, in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, uh, especially. So we've got to get a handle on this because if you're good, if our elections are going to be manipulated to the point where you could sway elections, that's yeah. a problem. And when states want to bring, you know, the, the Supreme Court was created to actually uh, deal with disputes between states mm-hmm. and the dismissal of the of the lawsuit from Texas against Pennsylvania. That was an abdication of of responsibility by the Supreme Court. If that's going to be the case. We should start impeaching justices. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. And next, we're going to talk about Russia warns of nuclear havoc there if a couple people join NATO. Yes. Well, I won't be one of them. Be right back. 
He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with my guest Frank Savato, executive partner with Compass Point. Uh, let me see here, uh, host of the Underground USA podcast and also twice weekly, the Captain's America Third Watch. They don't give you the first watch, right? Just the third watch. I used to yeah, they, give, they, they, they want to keep me on the overnights. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was in the Navy, and I, I always knew that uh, third watch is so-so because you have less less people with those uh, eggs on their hats running around giving you orders. That yeah. would be, yes. You get to say some stuff that you don't get to say on the third watch. Yeah, yeah, and you get to watch the moon. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of the Navy, hey, Russia has warned of nuclear hypersonic deployment if Sweden and Finland join NATO. And are you the one that wrote that excellent article about the fact that what would you do if all of a sudden, you know, uh, somebody started putting missiles in Canada or Mexico, and you'd kind of feel yeah. the same way Russia did. Yeah, yeah. I remember that was excellent. And this sort of ties in with that because uh, – but do you think they're just uh, – is it is it hot air, or do you think he's really pretty serious about it? Well, you know, with Vladimir Putin, it's always a coin, mm-hmm. coin toss. You know, they, he, he does have tactical nuclear weapon capability, which which means it wouldn't go global unless there was a reaction – from other countries, uh, he's said that he will use them. Zelensky is is warning that we should prepare for Putin using them, uh, but will he? It remains to be seen. I, I, that's that's a question I can't answer. But he's using his his whole cards here uh, for exactly the reason that you that you mentioned that we we talked about before. Uh, when you look at Ukraine or you look at Finland and, and Sweden, especially up there in, in the Arctic, when you're talking about the uh, port access up there, you're you're putting military apparatus right on the doorstep of Russia. Okay? Um, you think back to 1962 and the Cuban Missile Crisis. We did not care for the Russians putting nuclear-capable missiles on the island of Cuba. 90 miles away from from the United States. Miami, yeah. You know, striking distance of Washington, D.C. We said that's not acceptable. We're not going to put up with it. And we're putting, our, we're putting our foot down. And we came as close to a nuclear confrontation since nuclear weapons were, were deployed in World War II mm-hmm. during that standoff for two weeks. In, in, in many... <laughs> You know, at the end of that two weeks, people didn't know if there was going to be a tomorrow. People yeah. were waking up and you know going to church every day, 
you know, helping people in their communities, being kind to one another, because we didn't know if the end of humanity was around the corner. Well, I'll well, tell you something, you know, uh, because I was uh, there when that was going taking place. I was in the Navy, and that two weeks turned out to be about two months. We just kept going back and forth between, uh, you know, the islands, and then back to Cuba, and then one day nothing, and then the next day another island, and, oh, boy, it was... Uh, Went on and on and on and on for uh, yeah. So sort of like, you don't change your mind. <laughs> it's good to understand why Putin is saber rattling so hard. Yeah. You know, we don't want we don't want NATO missile batteries and, and launching pads for aggressive military operations mm-hmm. in an in an in an immediately adjacent country. Yeah, with access absolutely. to our most sensitive ports and bases. And, you know, in, in Ukraine, I think it was 265 miles uh, from the border to Moscow. So I understand well, he's going about it all wrong, but I understand yeah. his concern. All out of time, Frank. Boy, went fast today. Look forward to our next visit, sir, and thank you very much, Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next time, Chuck. All right, William J. Federer, coming up next. Please like the episode on the platform you're listening to us on, leave a comment if it lets you, and share us with your friends and family. Our influence grows when you share our podcast. And don't forget to sign up for our Substack, which comes directly to you, subverting the interference of the Internet gatekeepers and social media censors. This is going to be increasingly important moving forward given the world's trajectory. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine. It's about an independent way of life, being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. 